Folks, welcome to another exciting episode of Bullet Point 716. My, I'm Maniac, joined by Ty B and Kevin Masari. I'm so sorry. Folks, Bullet Points is brought to you by West Her Auto Group. 24 locations across western New York. Insist on them for upgrading or getting a new vehicle today. Bye Folks, who want to start? Shout out to Bunt. Shout out to... <laughs> hashtag bye from Bunt. Bunt. Hashtag buy from Bunt. And unfortunately, we cannot get a refund on this past week's game for the UB Bulls. Unfortunately, losing a 21-point lead in the fourth quarter at Kent State. I mean, starting out as a UB fan, it's like you don't want to talk about it, but at the same time, you got to acknowledge what happened and think of the best way to move forward. Oh, yeah, it's it's such a gut-wrenching loss, um, the way it happened and how quickly UB was completely dominating um, the first three quarters and even you know halfway into that fourth quarter, and then all hell broke loose, and you have turnovers and onside kicks and just everything that could go wrong went wrong and when you needed to really step up and make a play they couldn't there at the end and that's what really came back to bite them and i know kev you've you've got a lot to say about this so i don't want to take up too much time off the jump yeah i mean well i'll give you a start with a number 99.3 percent that's how many times you win this game out of 100 um, 993 out of a thousand times you win this game at that point, after kicking a field goal to go up 27 to six in the fourth quarter, um, I thought they played it safe in the next drive, allowing them to go 11 plays, 76 yards over three, uh, three, uh, three minutes and 34 seconds. Um, they moved a little quickly than I would have liked them to on that drive, but it was you know no harm, no foul there. It was you know well within control. I didn't have any issues, but that's where it all that that's not what get, gets me. That's where it all goes down south though. After that onside kick to start the next drive. I don't know how you're not prepared for an onside kick with seven minutes and 30 seconds left up two scores um, with UB's ability to run the ball. You, I mean, they know you can chew up the clock. Uh, th- there's just no other super duper solution. I get that it's not 100 percent a onside kick moment, but they were unprepared. The kicker recovered it. He even shielded off the player. Um it was bad, Ty being maniac. That's that, that that you can't have that. That's that, that that's awful. Um, okay, so you live to you know play another down. Not only did they score in two plays on that drive, they then you know the kickoff to UB, who then gets a punt blocked. Um, just an atrocious situation, guys, all around. And it's just, I guess, yeah, another double-digit score loss um, that they've kind of been accustomed to since kind of toward the end of last year. There's been a few of them, guys. So where do you stand on this whole? can't hold a double digit lead yeah not great i mean obviously as fans you're almost tuning out of the game at that point 27 6 and said you lose a game that like you said you win 993 times out of a thousand we find a way to be one of those seven losses it all went sideways obviously once they got the onside kickback um that was a big point at the press conference today. i mean i was i don't want to say i was just short of asking it because i don't know if i honestly could but like is there going to be an assessment on the special teams coach and everything like that? And it sounds like, based on the vibe I was picking up at the press conference today, that that's an area that's obviously going to be assessed. Because I know it's one that's plagued you, Masari, for basically all season and even going back to last year. Yeah, it's it's been an issue that I, I don't like some of the schemes that they run. I, I don't think that they've had the right personnel out at times, recognition of the personnel, recognition of um, what the other special teams unit is doing on top of the kicker struggles. Um, you know, you can't blame a punter for what happened there, but still it happened because of a missed protection. So 
Um, you can't, I can't, I can't say that it's because a punter got hurt, but at the same time, um, I don't know, it's, it's hurting your players on the special teams unit to an extent, literally. So, um, I feel strongly about it. I think there needs to be a change. Um, they win. A, I mean, I don't know. I think they could beat Ohio with a kicker. They definitely win this game with a competent special teams. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I think they're seven and three with just like a run of the mill D one special teams unit guys. And they don't have that right now. To me, it's, it's, it's not good. I think you absolutely need to save face and move on. I don't even think it's a question um, at this point. And, and that's not even including how poor they've been in coverage units too, guys. So Ty, I mean, is it time to move on? And, and it's definitely got to cost them two games, right? I'm, I'm going with two games. Um, yeah. I mean, those are two games you can probably win with just, yeah, like you said, competent, normal, average division one uh, special teams units. They look like a high school special team unit out there at times. Um, just real poor um, in their lanes, especially in kick coverage a lot. You see them getting kind of caught where someone almost breaks one on them. Um, there's just a lot to be worried about no matter whenever, whatever special teams unit is out there. It's, it's that bad where I have to wait so long at every game just to make sure that they make that extra point because you just can't count on anything with this team. Um, even chip shot field goals, it, you're nervous. And it, obviously you just want to put the ball into the end zone so you don't really have to worry about it. Um, just run it up, put up some points. Obviously the offense um, looked real solid. Another big running game uh, from Jarrett Patterson going over 1,000 yards in the season, just continuing to just move up and up and up on that um, list for the all-time rushing yards. So um, hopefully everything keeps getting better with Kyle Van Treese. I don't know. Um, what you saw, Maniac, that really you can take away from that game for the offense really on that upswing that they're on. Yeah, I mean, they've been playing better, obviously, the last couple weeks. Coming into this matchup, they had put up back-to-back 40-plus point games. I mean, I think they played well. Um, I mean, obviously, they they just took their foot off the gas. I mean, and that's the one thing you can't do basically in any sport or any game, especially at a D1 football level. So today when, I mean, we were talking to Lance and especially Kyle about it, it seems like, I mean, again, we can focus all we want on Kent State, but the bottom line is these guys are 5-5. Five and five. They're still trying to make themselves bowl eligible for this year. And I think the focus of the team, because you hold it, heard it from multiple players and LL Cool play today, playing a full 60 minutes. I mean, and obviously that's got to be the focus going forward right away uh, with this quick home uh, turnaround against Toledo. Speaking of that playing 60 minutes, I was just watching the Jason Candles press conference, uh, Toledo's head coach, and that was a, a big stickler for him, too, is they need to play a full 60 minutes. They got down early last week to Northern Illinois in their own senior night, and you know that ends up being their only home loss of the season. Uh, they lose on a last-second field goal after coming back from a 21-point deficit. Um, they're a team that's dangerous too, uh, six and four on the year. Uh, they've been up and down in the Mac, like most of these teams, but they still have a chance to win that Mac West. Um, but so they got to keep winning and they're a team that can run the ball very well. Just like UB, they actually rank first, um, in the Mac and rushing and that's going to be tough to stop. But one thing that's, um, a key, key thing to note is, uh, they're starting running back, Bryant Kobach. Um, he went over a thousand yards last week. He's up to a thousand sixty-six on the season, which is tenth in the country. But he left the game last week with an injury. He seems to be questionable. His status is unknown for the game right now. Kev, how do you think that that helps the Bulls? Yeah, I mean he's an un- 
entire part of their offense. I've I've heard him talked about in NFL circles, just like, you know, I've started the Jarrett Patterson in third round talk uh, when he's eligible, but um, he's definitely a large part of this team, if not the entire team. He's a sophomore as well, so there's some good young running backs in this in this conference, specifically here in this game. Uh, they're, they're, they're a lot like UB, honestly. They run the ball well, have okay, competent quarterback play. Um, I don't think they have the quite the defense UB has. They scraped by Kent by two um, at home. They scraped by EMU by three at home. Um, did have that game, as you mentioned, to NAU um, that they really should have won their favorite in and, and, and dropped that on senior night. Um, got blown out by Ball State. Lost a, a bad Bowling Green team that I've watched play a couple of times now, who's just not you know not good. Um, their only real win of the year, they beat BYU and WMU in back-to-back weeks. Two really good wins for this team. But since that, and, and like pretty much October, um, they've been you know three, uh, two and three, and played some pretty poor football here down the stretch. And without their starting running back, if he isn't able to go, um, it's it's really favored in UB in this game. Um, I mean, UB still played really good defensively against Kent, um, you know, only allowing, uh, I think, 270 yards, roughly around there. Uh, and actually, it was, guys, it was 99.7. I, I didn't mean to shortchange UB. Only three times out of 1,000, <laughs> you lose this game. Three, not seven. So um, after the field goal. Oh, and the, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not just a UB collapse. It's a pretty big out of uh, pretty big collapse in in, in sports to lose um, up you know twenty one at that point, um, and then lose in regulation. There's got to be a stat on that. I could even overtime's one thing. They lost in regulation. Regulation. <laughs> uh, I don't even know there was that many possessions yeah. left for a team. Um, but yeah, if the, they recover the onside kick, I mean, they're, they got to be back to 98 plus right away anyways. I mean, so it's literally just right. that simple of a play. It is, I mean, it is in yeah. a play that doesn't get recovered ever. No. Uh, little tiny, tiny tad bit more in, in college, but I mean, it's a yeah, play I mean, that's we going saw it against, life. against the bills, right? You did. And I was going to back to back. I was going to say what there must that you want to talk about historical stat. A college and that home NFL team allowing a successful onside kick against you in the same week, that has to be the first time in football history. It, it, oh, yeah. It's got to be. with the middle onside. It's got with just the way that the odds of onside kicks work. I mean, jeez. Oh, yeah, yeah, not to but, mention there's only a certain amount of pro teams with college teams in their city, too. So, yeah, I mean – it's got to be a first. It was bizarre uh, in the same fashion too, guys. A kicker didn't didn't Miami's kicker yep. recover? Wow. Yeah, it was the middle kick. Wow. I mean, that's so it's, easy to cover, and then you get the something, ball there. Yeah, it's field. something I, we used to do a little bit in high school, and we'd practice it a lot. But <clears> it was yeah, it's very it's very easy to pick up. All you have to do is someone just goes and blasts the kicker, and then the next guy grabs the ball. It's easy. not too hard to combat. Yeah, and it was just uh, UB and. Uh, the Bills got caught in sort of the same thing. They got caught leaning big time. Um, I I literally called it right before it happened to the Bills because they were 15 yards off. Like I'm like, uh, this is not good. Um, yeah. But it, these are just little tweaks and like things that your special teams coordinator needs to be thinking about. Hey, this game's getting close. Uh, they might try something. They need to maximize their possessions at this point. They need to get as many as they can. They're going to try to do something to get the ball back at some point, some kind of gadget play or trick play or something. Um, you just yeah. got to be alert and have those guys ready for that at all times. Um, so that does fall on him. But getting back to this Toledo matchup, um, 
yeah, they've really sort of fallen off these past couple of weeks and been a lot more inconsistent. Uh, that's because, you know, Mitchell Guadagni went down with an injury after six games. Um, looks like he's probably unlikely to come back this season. Um, Carter Bradley played a game, and it's been Eli Peters since. Bradley looks to still be out with an injury. Um, Peters had a decent week last week. I think he threw for 300 yards. Um, so, yeah, he's still a very competent quarterback. They have some good talent on that Toledo team. Uh, I think it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be a walk in the park for UB, um, especially because of the way these teams match up stylistically. No doubt. Yeah. I think it's going to be a battle. Obviously, UB is going to be desperate for a win and, you know, clinching that bowl eligibility that they thought they had in hand last week. Yeah, for sure, guys. And, you know, Eli Peters has a lot of experience last year. He had 18 touchdowns, seven interceptions, uh, 1,800 yards uh, as a sophomore, as a junior this year from Jacksonville, Florida. Um, I think he's going to have a hard time against this really good UB defense. It's been pretty good all year except for the end of last game. Um, so, I mean, it's we're going to – although the special teams have been bad, we're going to chalk that up to really – we've gone over the percentages here on the show. Um, I actually had another last stat that only 2.1 possessions in that time left in the game. They got four. It's just statistically an anomaly what happened there, and that's why it's 997 times out of 1,000 you win that game. And I just – Although it's happened a couple times to UB, I think that they I do have them beating Toledo. I had them beating Toledo in this. I then had them finishing two and zero with them and BG of wins. Um, but Toledo's a scary team. I mean, it's all based on to me if the if the defense shows up, they don't have these lapses again, guys. Um, they can control Peters and they can and we'll see if Kobiak plays. Um, but the team gets a lot weaker in a hurry behind him. There's really not a lot besides Shakif Seymour. Um, a guy that's just an average run-of-the-mill Mac running back does some stuff, but nothing um, like Kobach can do. So um, I have a few good receivers. Bryce Mitchell's a guy I've watched a little bit. Denzel McKinley-Lewis, uh, I've seen some on tape. They actually just – I think they got two or three guys in the NFL um, from last year's team. Yeah, um, Deontay Johnson. Yep. Who was bleeding out of his ear Thursday night. Took a brutal hit um, oh, yeah. in that game. That kind of set off the tone of that, that crazy game against uh, – um, Cleveland. So um, I, it's they they, were, they lost a lot of players. They're still playing decent football, not as much since their quarterbacks gone out, guys. But um, I have them winning this one and claiming that bull eligibility. But six and six isn't good enough. So we need to take this and we need to take BG. There isn't any exceptions. There's no more room for error after that. Um, just ridiculous loss against Kent. Yeah, so I'm completely ignorant. I'm going to jump into this right away and not even try and look it up online. Six wins, had it two years ago. They let it got bowl eligible, but they got left out. How much stronger does seven wins make the case for UB than like six wins? Like, is that an automatic bid? Yeah, that pretty way, much. Or yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's okay. automatic. All right, yeah. so then we need to win these next two games, plain and simple. Speaking of which, I know you guys have touched on it already. I'll lead us off. We got to highlight the West Her keys to the game. Obviously, this is a big match against Toledo. We're going to have the home crowd back in it. I'm going to put a challenge out there. I want the special teams to play a good game. I want the punts to net us 40 yards. If we're going to go for a field goal, I want to drill it. I want every extra point drilled, and I want that kickoff and punt coverage to be thorough. I think you take care of those things. The way this offense, the way this defense is playing, it's a guaranteed win against Toledo on Wednesday. Yeah, I agree, Maniac. I think the keys of the game is that special teams. I think you're right on the right track. I think, I mean, I don't, I can't say this for sure. Maybe you'd have some more insight into it, but um, I think, you know, the coach is playing for his job there. I mean, he's also the defensive ends coach, so I'm not quite sure how that 
maybe you should just have a special teams coordinator. I don't <laughs> Definitely. Know. I don't know how that works. Like maybe you should break off from the DNs. I mean, the DNs seem to be doing pretty good or go to just DNs and hire a special teams coordinator, something along those lines. Um, but he does well, have, you'd that. have to fire another coach then because, uh, is that only allowed a certain amount of assistance? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't know the exact breakdown of coaches in, in college. So, um, I think he's coaching for his job and, and I think it needs to be better. And, yeah, and... you're right. He, he coaching is his profession. Um, but my key to the game is going to be KVT minimizing mistakes through the air, uh, because I think this yep. running game will have success. Toledo's giving up over 200 yards per game on the ground. So I think that's going to be their normal recipe for success. As long as Van Trees doesn't mess up in the air, this Toledo defense has seven interceptions on the season, uh, led by Cleo Robinson, who's a real stud. Uh, he's even had a 40 yard return after, so watch out. Um, he is their, uh, he's their big guy in that secondary to look out for. Um, obviously you're going to want to just pound the rock and hopefully that takes off and you get, you get that lead early on and you don't have to worry about too much. Totally. I Most think that that's true. Hopefully that'll be the case at UB stadium. Come this Wednesday. Uh, make sure, uh, yeah, you're there. Obviously seven 30 kickoff. It's the spot to be, and we're going to be looking to stampede our way into bowl eligibility. Uh, boys, anything else for uh, this UB football wrap up? I think just run the ball guys. I mean, run the ball Have two good running backs. Um, and at the end of the day, um, although the special teams was poor, we've gotten into it a lot. If they just ran the ball a little bit better at the end of the game or, or KVT, like you said, you know, efficiency in the air made one throw. They win the game. So that's what we need in this week, guys. I think we just need to run the ball, um, trust KVT a little bit more, and um, bring this bull eligibility home. Yeah, give me the Bulls 27-17. Um, I think they get this one done. I think they get this bull uh, game secured right here. And I want to give a little shout-out to Devontae Jordan. Congratulations. Um, him and his girlfriend, Lauren, welcomed in their baby girl healthily into the world today. Um, so give them a little shout out, um, wish them all the best. And speaking of the basketball team, we're going to be talking basketball leading up to Thursday. So stay tuned for that. Exciting. Most definitely. And as you know, with us, it's always three words. Let's go Bulls.